Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy. It's coming to you live from East Lake Village in Yorba Linda, California. Oh, we don't need the lower third snugs. We have it right there. We do. Well, we don't have our names. Oh, there you go. Andy yeah. and Hedy. Yeah, that's, that's all enough. they need. That's all they need to know. That's enough. We're here with the Living Fearless Devotional, and we have an amazing website. ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all of our content, all the past shows, Andy's Fearless Man podcast. And I have just updated the books section, so I hope you'll check it out. It's some of me and Andy's favorite books, books that are book of the months from Pastor Jack's church, others that he and I have discovered along the way in our Christian walk. <laughs> oh, no. Drink water. <laughs> and I really hope um, there'll be a benefit to all of you. Sorry, I'm choking on absolutely nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do got to say we did get uh, a bit of news i think there was some news with one of our friends that um, needs prayer yes so family members not doing well yes so, so we're definitely going to be praying maybe we'll wait till some of our friends jump on yeah we're on sure. a little early we are it's a saturday night oh yeah there's that too <laughs> people may be out and about busy doing their thing some people have to take their kids to uh, Hoko. When did they start calling it Hoko? That's all I, I got to know. I actually don't know because we, it wasn't in my era. We always no. called it homecoming. Hoko. It sounds horrible. It does. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's like an attempt to make it cool. And there's nothing cool about Hoko. No. It sounds very silly. Yes. It's like uh, BOGO. Buy one, get one free. Oh, I never knew what that meant. <laughs> I always associated it with bring your own beer. <laughs> That's true. Right? I wouldn't know what that is. All right. So we're living, we're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for October 8th. Um, Luke 5.4 is the reference that says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Charles Spurgeon says, we can learn from this passage the importance of human involvement. The catch of fish was miraculous indeed, but neither the fisherman, his boat, nor his fishing gear was ignored. They were all used to catch the fish. And while God's system of grace will stand, the Lord uses particular methods, such as preaching in the saving of souls. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. When God works without using us as vessels, he is glorified, but he himself has selected the plan of using instruments of mm -hmm. his grace as being the way by which he is the most glorified on earth. That's nice. Yet the instruments left alone will always end in utter failure. Simon Peter said to the Lord, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. What was the reason for this? Weren't they experienced fishermen plying their special calling and trade? Truly, they were not new to the profession, and they understood their work. So were they doing the work without skill? No, they were well-trained. Then did they lack diligence and perseverance? No, they had worked hard, laboring all through the night. Was there a lack of fish in the area? <laughs> Certainly not. For as soon as the master arrived, schools of fish swam straight into the net. Then what is the reason? It is because there is no power in the means by themselves apart from the presence of Jesus, who said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Ooh. But we can do everything through him. 
Christ's presence itself bestows success. He sat in Peter's boat and by the mysterious power of his will drew the fish to the net. And when Jesus lifted up his, in his church, his very presence is the church's power. For the promise of a king is in the church midst. I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. May we leave our homes this morning for our work of fishing for souls, looking up in faith and all around us in earnest expectation. May we work until night comes and may our labor not be in vain. For he who bids us to let down our nets will fill it with fish. Very cool, because I like the fact that he connected. It reminds me of what we read yesterday mm -hmm. um, about how we get stuck in uh, adversity and knowing whether it's actually a trial that the Lord, the season that the Lord has brought on, or have we exacerbated the trial by our own bad habits? Mm -hmm. And he kind of carries that point to another degree by saying, you know, Simon's in this boat and he's a fisherman and there's no explanation for why he couldn't have caught the, the fish an hour earlier other than the fact that the Lord's presence was required um, at that moment for that for those fish to be caught. So it makes us wonder, or it should at least, when there are roadblocks in our life to always again go back to prayer and talking to the Lord being like, okay, uh, is this on purpose? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Are you impeding my ability to be successful in this area for a reason? Uh, because he's definitely able to open it. Yeah. So if he doesn't, why doesn't he? Because remember, yeah. what he opened for Peter was fishing. So it wasn't a, it wasn't the evangelism. It wasn't like, oh, we're not trying followers. It was his occupation right. that wasn't successful until Jesus was present. Hmm. You know what this also reminds me of? We had this discussion. I forget what, what the devotional read or anything like that, but it reminds me of when you are um, trying to determine, you know, what surgery you'll have for some ailment that you have, whether it's cancer, like I did with a prostate mm -hmm. cancer. <clears throat> and, um, and then you have a, a, a sect of, of, I don't know, of a, of a religion that, that, that doesn't believe in going to doctors. Right. This reminds me of the importance of going to an expert that has the right tools to get the job oh, right. done. And Obviously. you add the presence of Jesus and miraculous things could happen. Right. That, that was the first premise was use the right instruments. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it just makes sense. Like, so it, it, nowhere in the Bible does it say don't go to a doctor. In, in this in this particular devotional, it says, you know, they he didn't they didn't go to um, the tax collector Matthew to go fishing. Right. They they went they went to the fisherman who had the tools in order to make everything kind of come together. Yes. So it'd be kind of the same thing. If you're you know if you're if you're ill, go to the go to the right doctor uh, that has the skill and has the right tools. But and add. If he doesn't heal you, mm. then it wasn't meant to be. Right. There was another plan. There right. is another plan. There is another plan. Mm. It's always that. That's the thing is that we always need to go. We should be able to find comfort 
in bringing it back to the feet of Jesus and finding out why it didn't go as we thought he was leading us to go or why it didn't go as we planned. Because that course correction, I think, could be a lot less painful were we to discuss it with him. Right. Even after the fact. Like, why am I, why did I not get healed? What, what is it, you know, is it sin in my life? Is it, is it um, because you need somebody to be witness to through my experience? You know, so a lot of Christians tell these amazing stories of going through cancer treatment and like evangelizing to everybody that's in the chemo ward and the mm -hmm. nurses. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. you said, even about your nurses that they felt um, such a, such a presence of God in your room mm -hmm. because um bible was open and yeah worship music was playing and exactly <laughs> and books open yeah doing my devotional while they were in there giving me blood or whatever their transfusions or whatever they were doing <laughs> and see that's the thing is is that we think we we always think that our circumstances are all about us we, you know what i mean <laughs> but not. a lot of times they're not right they're not all about us <laughs> And if we could just step back and find um, time with God to be like, okay, what is this about? Hmm. What is this I can't see that's just beyond me? Right. Everything's about, I thought everything was about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a brave new world. <laughs> Which kind of leads to our message we got at Friends Church today too with Chris the, the, oh, the fair the Pharisee was saying but I did this and oh, I give part, I yes. tithe I I I I I I yes and uh and then the other guy said I'm just a sinner and Jesus says that's the winner you Pharisee are the loser <laughs> <laughs> um let's go to oh first Carrie said she was late earlier but Hi, Carrie. that was a long time ago so she's not late anymore. Uh, and positively, positively says God can cherry pick individuals. Oh, if you want to describe it that way, hmm. he doesn't actually pick them. It's predestined based on his foreknowledge who would pick him. Right. It's the other way around. Yeah. Iris is late Hi, too. Iris. What's up with everybody? It is a Saturday. Because they're usually expecting us on a little <laughs> bit later too. <laughs> true hey carrie you're on uh youtube maybe you've noticed we have new thumbnails for our videos that's uh oh sorry I was, I was... i've had a long day folks. <laughs> i'm like dying so uh those of you that aren't on a youtube channel go to the living fearless devotional youtube channel and you'll see our new our new thumbnails that we're using i know i look completely crazy but i love it it's, it's... i hope they're entertaining for you <laughs> They're only going to get better. This is our first attempt. So just wait and see what happens. Um, let's get to the, the uh, scripture. Uh, we have Luke 5, 4 through 5. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out to deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and I haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And the most important part there is that it's because he said so. He says, uh, 1 Corinthians 1 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of, of what was preached to save those who believe. Hmm. 
John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. <laughs> Very simple. Philippians 4, 13. And I mean, just that uh, explanation of the, I am the vine and you are the branches. Uh, and remain in me. Again, going back to that concept of that, if we just uh, remember that we are branches off of the vine of Christ, then it may be easier for us to spiritually, emotionally, intellectually wrap our heads around what's happening because it's a branch that goes off into a direction. It's way beyond just us. Mm. It's got a bunch of leaves on it. It's supposed to bear fruit. It may need to be pruned. Like there's so many um, facets to being attached to Christ that we need to just broaden our horizons a bit. Right. Our, our mental, emotional horizons to be like, wait, what? what is the grand scheme here that I can't see beyond my nose? Hmm. Isn't it amazing that have you ever seen a plant in uh, el el elapsed time? The ones that they used to show us in biology class. Yeah, as the sun rises. Yeah, and then and goes like down, and then the the plant adjusts to capture the the sun yes. rays. Just so you were talking about how many there's more facets to it that is it's more than just leaves and branches. Yes, the, the leaves are like just looking for the light. So cool. And uh, and then it also soaks in the oxygen. Uh, the plant has to have oxygen. Yes. And then the nutrients that are in the soil. I mean, you just keep this going for a very, very long time. It's amazing. Uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And John 12.32. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. I don't think I've ever paid that close attention to that verse, but mm. that is also extraordinary when you think of it, where he says, I'm gone. I'm no longer here in my ministry, my earthly ministry, but I will continue to lift you up and draw you towards me. Mm. Exalted. Hmm. Very neat. Very cool. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Carrie said our, oh, so our, uh, yes. and said they were cool. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. So he pre chooses, but lets the individual experience a chaos of life, like playing with suffering. He knows, but lets it happen. Why? No, he does not pre choose. It's predestined based on his foreknowledge of who chooses him. Very different. That's very different than him pre-choosing. He doesn't look around the earth and go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. you get to be a believer, you don't. He is, the, the predestination is based on his knowledge of who would accept him and who would not. So it leaves us with our free will intact. And having known the choices we will ultimately make throughout our life, that person's destined because they will choose to be saved or they will choose to choose Christ and the next person won't. Um, so to me, that's, that's quite different. 
And, it's, and then, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, yesterday we covered it. suffering, why, yes. why God uh, allows suffering. Uh, our show yesterday, we talked, we talked about that maybe a little bit too long, but, I, but yeah. based on some comments, they actually, people said it was um, a good discussion we had. Oh, yes. Um, and so we had some great comments from yesterday. So um, I'm not sure if Twitch, if they stay longer than 24 hours, that, that's another thing I forget about Twitch. But uh, oh, they, they you may disappear. have to go to, I mean, if you're interested, uh, you go to the Living, or go to Living Fearless Devotional on YouTube. That, and we have a channel there. And you'll see yesterday's uh, video, which talks about suffering. Yes, the whole devotional was about that. Yep. Hello, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Carrie says, look for the message, the instruction. God has unique ways of communicating with us. When it is happy stuff, we are cool, but we need to be happy in all things. Mm. Very good advice. <laughs> I want to remember to pray for Jan's son. So yeah. I was just waiting for some people to come in, come on. So if you'll join me, uh, our friend Jan French, that is often online with us. Her son was taken to the ER for heart problems. And if you recall, um, her son has had a tremendous amount of difficulty recently. His um, girlfriend with their child was um, tragically killed. Uh, they've lost both their family um, pets that have been around the family for over a decade. And so I don't know if it's just, I don't know if he has a, a you know, a long standing illness or not. She didn't explain, but she just said that he's in the ER. So uh, Lord, we lift up Jan's son to you and that we ask for your divine hand to be upon him, your divine healing hand. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the healer, the provider. And we uh, raise him up to you and, and ask for a miraculous supernatural healing that he will be restored in, in entirety and uh, that he will be able to walk out of that hospital tonight, Lord. Uh, we ask you to bless um, not only Jan and her son and her family, but all of our listeners and all their families. We want um, to lift them all up to you so that your divine protection will be on them and their families and their lives, that they will experience joy and uh, good health, prosperity, Lord, and above all, faith and nearness to you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so today at uh, Yorba Linda Friends Church, we had uh, a message about the... Um, uh, was it? That was eighteen. Did I pass it? Yes. Oh, sorry. The parable of oops, <laughs> the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And I just want to read that one part. Um, or not the one part. Let's. I'll just read the whole thing. So the the parable of the Pharisee uh, and the tax collector says um, it's uh, Luke eighteen nine to twelve. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told the parable, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast with his fist and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Uh, and then it goes on to say, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. 
talking about the tax collector. For all those who exalt themselves, the Pharisee, will be, uh, will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I thought uh, Chris did a, a, an amazing job with a very short little parable. Yes. And it, it actually kind of hit home uh, with, with kind of the old Andy and the new Andy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> So I want to make sure to talk about that because it was, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. And those of you that have been around for a while understand that back in, you know, for like 20 some odd years, I walked around, you know, church and thought I was this Christian guy and was religious. And, and, uh, and it's kind of like that. I was, it, it felt to me that what I certainly learned during that whole period of time now was that much of what I was doing in the church was about me. <laughs> <laughs> in some way or another yeah i mean not directly saying look how great i am necessarily it was just what it is that i'm going to get out of it sure or you know how does this make us look as a family that we're involved we're this involved in the church and so it looks good upon I think us that's for a lot of people um i mean but it wasn't necessarily for evil reasons no there was just this selfish feeling, yeah selfish reasons yeah so no matter how small that idea is even if it's innocent is still not going to get you into heaven. No. And that's the point. And that's what I love about this particular uh, bit of scripture that he, he brought today was that it's such a simple message that it really kind of hits home, I think, with a large I, a number of people. The, the church was very quiet. Did you notice that towards the end? Yeah. Especially when he pulled out the bottle of vodka. Yeah. Yeah, our pastor pulled out a bottle of vodka. It was, I thought, I thought, you know, well, to demonstrate the yeah. fact that somebody was drinking it, not because he was drinking it. No, I was just leading you down that path. Um, but what happened was, is that he said one of the security guys, one of the guys working as an usher or security, found this little tiny bottle uh, that you take on airplanes, you know, little plastic ones, um, behind a toilet, I think, in the restroom, and said, you know, somebody obviously left that. But he, his, the end of his message was that, you know, I want this message not only to reach out to who is here, but one person, person in particular, and it's the person who, who belongs to this bottle, that they they may need to hear this, that they obviously have something going on in their lives that needs healing. Yes. And uh, really wanted to uh, reach out Jesus to them. Know that Jesus loves you. Yeah, know that Jesus loves you. So it was, that was a really good message. Um, and then the repent, I talked about this yesterday. And I just want to make these connections because I know that sometimes we're speaking to people that are kind of on the fence or wondering why is it these two people are doing this? And, you know, we're not pastors. We're, we're children of, of God that are just Simple trying, folk. trying to figure things out. But uh, if I'm going to connect it to my life, it's the clear distinction of, of what happened in my life, that I was the Pharisee, not as not like I knew anything about the Bible, but I was walking around thinking it was all about me to the point where I repented and asked for forgiveness, much like the tax collector. And then he changed my life. It's that simple. I mean, they, and that's, they, the, that's the simple gospel. Yeah. That's what Chris was saying last night. Nobody is too bad or too far gone mm. and nobody can do it without him. Yeah. So he's like, all you have to do is accept the free gift. You turn, you repent, and you hand your life over to, to Jesus because not, God requires perfection. None of us are without sin. So that means none of us can save ourselves. And I love, he made a very dramatic point. He said, he was talking about his own friends that were mostly atheists or agnostic. And he said, he doesn't understand how people, not just them, but any people 
who don't really contemplate what happens when I die. He says, because even if you don't believe wholeheartedly that there's a heaven, if there's even a small probability that there is a heaven and a hell, why wouldn't you spend more time figuring out which which road you're going to go down? Like, have a strategy, have a plan. I think there's a heaven and a hell, and therefore this is how I'm going about getting it or not getting it. Mm -hmm. But people just, he says, they just can't believe the the flippancy, like the the not caring, the nonchalant way people are like, yeah, whatever, heaven or hell, I'll, you know, I'll worry about it later. Because subconsciously, a lot of people are like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not, I don't kill people. I don't cheat on my wife. I'm just going to get up there and be like, God, I'm, I've just generally been a good person. Which they don't understand is that it's not being a good person. God's presence cannot tolerate any sin. That's why we needed save, mm-hmm. saving. <laughs> That's God's perfection. So the, the 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 most important part is you have to accept that, right? <laughs> have faith. And it's pretty cool. You accept it. You're like, I suck. You know. I mean, that's not so. I, that's not so hard to accept. I, for me, actually, I have. At the point in my life, and when I reached Christ, I had no problem saying that. The idea that 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 once you die, that your forever, your eternity is based on something that I can control and do is crazy. Now that I look back. Right. <laughs> I'm quite frightening. I can barely control my, you know, at that time, my, my, you know, a couple employees and my checking account that somehow, somehow I thought that my eternity was in my hands. <laughs> it's really crazy. Do you want to ask, uh, uh, answer this so he doesn't know if a newborn baby will follow him as he is, she experiences life. He just gets hints. He is powerless to predict. No, that's not what I said. Foreknowledge means before the foundations of the earth, he knew which beings would accept him and which would not. So even as they develop, um, that, that foreknowledge informs how their lives will proceed. So... He absolutely knows it. He does not predict it. Like he doesn't purposely pick and choose who he wants that to happen to. He just knows it based on that creation. Um, And that's his creation. Hmm. Carrie, sorry. Uh, I understand it's all the all about me thing. Due to not much love as a child, Hmm. something Andy came to Jesus and it became about everyone else for me, which makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's the that's a really amazing part of being a christ follower is that for me i i just i am constantly struck by the compassion that swells up in me i've never experienced such a thing ever um it's just i hear a story about a person or anything and i'm just kind of like i it i literally it's heart-wrenching for me um, and that's all from Jesus. The, just the sense of compassion is, is all from Christ because I had not an ounce of it mm-hmm. before I came to Christ. And especially um, people I know or I care about and I hear something that's upset them or something that's hurting them. And even complete strangers, even complete strangers, it, 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 really, <laughs> it really hurts my heart um, uh, to experience people's suffering. He makes... 
me experience it in a way that I've never experienced before. I never experienced somebody else's suffering. I'd hear it and I'd be like, Err. but now like literally certain people, I can experience their suffering. Mm. I mean, even if it's like, you know, a percentage of it, a small percentage of it, but he'll send a wave of emotions that is just heart wrenching. Yeah, I know what you're saying, because I, I have this a little bit of a feeling for a person that we see uh, on most Saturday nights at church that she shows up uh, every day and she's also a greeter or has been, I've mm -hmm. seen her lately, but I can see, you know, just each time I see her, her health is declining just a little bit more. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I I'm begin and I've gotten to know her because we spent some time together at a, where I was volunteering, we were volunteering together. But I, I today just kind of I could I tell. I think so, was, yeah, because she's not doing well. No, and I but I felt it in inside oh. here where I I normally have a pretty hard heart in the past, but uh, isn't that so amazing? Yeah, I know what you're saying now. Yeah, it's a God thing. I I see it in you constantly. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So so I don't know if you know it, but I went up and said hi to her just because I. Of, of that Aww. i always wanted to tell her when hi. after service no you know after uh worship and they say say hi to neighbors. oh yeah, yeah. So I, I walked up to the where were oh. you <laughs> i don't know that's what i was wondering <laughs> yeah i walked up to the front and uh, put my hand on her shoulder and asked her how she was and she goes i'm doing good and you know you know i said i'm oh, good and uh so it was nice to see her smile um <laughs> Empathy. Wonder if we are getting a hint of God's sorrow over us at times. Good mm. point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, I know oh. I get that from my children's suffering, like my child. So like when I, when she has a bad experience, oh, it just totally brings me to my knees. And I feel that exact feeling that you're saying like, oh, how my, my goodness, how much God must, you know, and how much affection he has for us and how what he must be feeling in comparison to what we feel as a child he says in the bible he says that you know you think you know how to give good your earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children what do you think of me you know mm. um yeah, he's got he's got billions of people to worry about yeah but he gives better gifts than your <laughs> earthly father that was the point of the passage yeah regardless of how many of them there are mm. he can micromanage <laughs> He gives opportunity. He comes after us, but ultimately it comes down to our choice. Do we surrender to his heart and plan for our lives or choose to follow our plan without him? Yes. He never moves away. We do by choice. Mm. Yes, it is that simple. Well that's said. Good. Thank you, Kate, for that. That's awesome. Hope Positilis is still watching. Is it L? Positly, I think. Positly. Yeah. Positilly. Positilly. Hope you're watching it positively and make sure and go to our YouTube channel or our resurrectministry.com. All right. Anything else, Snooks? I think we got it. We need to send people to Fitness Grill in uh, Yorba Linda, California. We, we ate there for dinner and uh, good, good meal tonight. Yes, always. We had our, uh, I had artichoke, chicken, and what's the, what's the sauce I had? What's that called? Pesto. Pesto. It was amazing. And you like it because it's gluten-free. Yes. Good gluten-free stuff. Do you want to tell everybody about the Edify app? 
We are part of the Christian <laughs> Podcast Network. And we'll answer our last question for positive yeah. too. Um, edify, E-D-I dot F-I, E-D-I, F-I dot A-P-P, edify dot A-P-P. Subscribe, uh, download the app. We'd much appreciate it. Uh, and our friend Positilli says, what is the whole point of free will then? What is the whole point of creating earth for them to make predictable decisions and know that a portion of them won't follow? Free will does not provide free options. We have to choose him to get saved. Why not creating a perfect world where people follow him? Is he not all perfect or is he not all good? He did create a perfect world and we sinned and fell. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> so uh, see that if you read the Bible, it is, um, it's a, it's God's love story to humanity. It's how he lays out why we're living the way that we're living. He said, I created a perfect world in my presence. You had everything under your authority. You had all the animals of creation. You had everything to eat. And we chose, human beings, sinful nature chose to disobey. And as a consequence, he said, you, I will put enmity between you and the serpent's um, descendants. So he put enmity between us and Satan and his descendants and then left us to earth and then we walked this road of where God constantly reached out to his people to try to bring them back into um, grace, into his presence. And, and human beings just couldn't do it. And so ultimately, which was his plan all along, was to send his son um, to save us all. For he wishes that none of us would perish, that none of us would go to hell. And yet... He knows, just as we know, that not everybody will choose him. It's just human nature. What? I mean, if you think about it, why did Eve eat of the apple? I still can't wrap my head around why Eve would eat the apple. The snake. I know, but why would she give in to the snake? She was. The snake said she the, could be a god. Right. But when you. Why would she want to be a god? I mean. I mean. No, I, I don't. I don't see the appeal at mm. all. Like that wouldn't have been the temptation that would work for me. Uh, but but the, my point being is that no matter what greatness we achieve in this world, our our fleshly response is something counterintuitive. It's not uh, based on God's divine plan for humanity, and so He sent His only Son. God wrapped in flesh to pay the price of sin so that some of us could get, be saved. Otherwise we would all have to burn. And um, that's just not the outcome he wanted. That was his love story to us. There you go. That's not a perfect world. He is God. Failure is not an option. He, he didn't fail. We failed. And it's, in, in fact, though we, quote, failed, he knew we would because we have a sinful nature. Right. The nature is something you couldn't predict or make perfect. Eh. I don't know how much point there is in trying to. I feel like we're going in circles <laughs> well, a little bit. Can God make a rock so heavy that he can't lift it? <laughs> oh, my God, you too. The Bible doesn't say apple. It says fruit. Oh, okay. Fruit. 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 Uh, 
You can't say God is all powerful when his own plan didn't work. Wait, I just finished explaining to you the plan. <laughs> the whole plan was he was going to save humanity, knowing full well that they wouldn't be able to save themselves because they fell from grace. He had a whole plan for his chosen people through Abraham. They constantly disobeyed in sin. So he sent his son, knowing full well that that was the only way they would get saved. So the Bible is God's love story to humanity. I loved you so much that I couldn't let you die or spend an eternity in hellfire without mm. coming down and giving you a way out. Right. And that, that plan worked out perfectly. It worked perfectly. That plan worked perfectly. Oh, sorry, I, I touched your mouth. Don't touch my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Our stubbornness and thinking without God always turns out bad. Exactly. That's the story throughout time, throughout humanity. It doesn't yeah. matter what time period it, it, we're in, the, that uh, conclusion is always the same. And we would be robots if we had no free will. Yeah, it would just, that's yeah. not living. If he wanted to make everything perfect, then what would be the point of creating it all in the first place? Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's so much better. I mean, it's when you have people that have different gifts, different uh, And just uh, like Spurgeon said talents. last night, like how could you appreciate heaven if your whole life on earth was the same thing? Right. It's only the, juxtap the juxtaposition just suffering and turmoil and pain and sadness that we can experience the true joy of an eternity in, in paradise. Absolutely. Only way we know light is by knowing dark. The only way we know fullness, satisfaction is by knowing hunger, desire, okay. need. There cannot be evil unless there's good. Yes. Uh, Binary world. Free will is all about loving God or not. Yes, there you go. He wanted people to choose to love him, not pre-record a response from us. No choice in that. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a relationship with somebody. You want them, you want them to choose to love you. Yes. And uh, Jesus even says in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door knocking. He who hears my voice and lets me in, I will dine in with him. It's that simple. Awesome. And again, to go back to the suffering uh, point, uh, watch yesterday's devotional. It, uh, we go into great detail. All right, my love. That was awesome. Thank you. You got through it, and you were a little tired. I was a little tired. You got tired. picked up by our, our, our Twitch questions. Yes. I like our, our Twitch people. But uh, come back, uh, all of you that uh, have been watching, and make sure and subscribe and like and share our message with other people. That would be amazing. All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. And keep Jan God in bless. your prayers. Yes. And her, and her son. Take care. Good night. Bye.